a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm grateful to you for joining us uh, here on episode eight of this new program. We're joined in studio today by Brittany Glass, expert reporter, investigative reporter from KSL 5 Television. Yesterday celebrated your six-month anniversary of being hired here. I did. Tell us quickly about yourself. Where are you from and why do you work here? So I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Just came here recently from Austin where I worked for three years. Love investigative reporting. Love getting down to the truth and figuring out what's what and advocating for people and you know went to BYU so it's like I'm returning home to Utah and in a way and just love being here you knew of KSL when you were a student who doesn't know of KSL of course I knew (laughs) exactly right you last night on the 10 o'clock news had a story about a parking garage we we spoke about this yesterday and uh, promoted it on the show and you promised me that the story (laughs) about a parking garage uh, had some excitement contained within tell us why uh, this parking garage is so interesting and why it uh, merited an investigative report by yourself. Absolutely. So excitement in that ultimately you don't expect a parking garage to cause much drama, right? And this is certainly dramatic. You don't think, or how long, let me ask you this, how long do you think a parking garage should take construction-wise? To build one from the ground up? Uh, I don't know. A couple hours? <laughs> You'd think six that's months. What let, me say, let me say six months, right? That's with contractors and exactly. uh, and working through things, six months probably safe. Exactly, you'd think. Sure, it's not the case with this one. Uh, obviously, it's three years per phase for the VA Medical Center here in Salt Lake. Their parking garage, and they're still not done. So, veterans, people who utilize the VA Medical Center, are people who need those medical services. They're often elderly people. They are people who sometimes come in with wheelchairs, have different ailments and things, and. They've just kind of been dealing with this hassle for literally years. 2011 is when the first phase started. I just a few days ago, everything is fine now, so don't be worried as I tell the story. Uh, I had to take my own little baby to the hospital. We went up to Primary Children's. They have a parking garage. And uh, and when I first got in there, uh, I had to look for a spot. And I was pretty frantic because I was trying to find this place. So I I can understand uh, the stress and anxiety that might come from pulling up to the hospital and uh, not being able to find a place to park. And uh, your your report indicates that some of these hangups and some of the delays are leading to this type of anxiety being felt by veterans seeking help. Exactly. And Delays. We're talking about, so phase two, which is the phase we're in right now, we're talking two years too long, right? We're not just talking a couple months, six months. Phase two has taken literally two years longer than the director expected. You've dug into this. You've investigated. You're an expert reporter. What have you found to be the reasons for these delays? So ultimately, a design error, what's called a seismic design error, was ultimately discovered during the construction. And basically, contractors, they have subcontractors. Everyone had to kind of go back to square one as far as the contract was concerned. So when I say going back to square one, I mean multiple times, dozens of times from phase one and phase two. The phase we're in right now, 
they had seven modifications required to the contract. So you'd think that when you draw up a plan, when you decide that you're going to build something, that all the you know boxes are checked and you know what you're going to do. Ultimately, going back to the very beginning, when a contract is concerned for a parking garage, it's seems a little crazy. When all is said and done, and ultimately this hopefully parking garage is completed, uh, who's going to be left holding the bag? I I guess that uh, years and years of delay, uh, the cost probably adds up. And a VA facility, that's a taxpayer-funded uh, entity. Absolutely. Who's paying for this? Is that you and me? You and me. We're talking $500,000, half a million dollars over budget. Uh, when it half comes- a million over budget? What's the Correct. base budget? Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say... Uh, a hefty price tag, yes, certainly. Hefty. And we're half a million over that. Half a million over that. And we are footing the bill. Ultimately, federal taxpayers, right? Because it is a federal facility. It's government funded. So it's us. A- any lawsuits uh, uh, emerging from this? Yep. Quite a few lawsuits, uh, ultimately. So the general contractor is a company by the name of Grand Enterprises. So they're they're local. They're mm-hmm. Layton-based. They didn't want to talk to us. But, uh, yeah, they've actually gotten sued and then countersued one of their subcontractors. Uh, one of the subcontractors allegedly... Uh, did some errors, not, and I'm not even talking the design from earlier. I'm talking drilled where they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, of course, there's going to be some civil litigation, which is still playing out. Uh, but it's a concern, absolutely. So l- let's be clear, and we probably should have opened with this. The VA facility itself is open. It is functional. Absolutely. Veterans can seek the care they need uh, at this facility. It, right now, there is just a pretty significant inconvenience when it comes to parking. Uh, the, 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 there aren't as many parking spaces as are needed. Uh, but again, the facility is up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks uh, needing care and who are deserving of it from the sacrifices they uh, made as members of the military, they are able to, to seek those services now. They are absolutely 100% good point there. And, you know, I sat down with the medical center director who, you know, she says, I understand people's frustration. If you have a loved one who goes to the VA hospital here in Salt Lake, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've dealt with this every time you go to an appointment. Uh Yes, doctors, they, they're getting the care that they need, but sometimes they're missing appointments. They're ultimately having to run into their appointments without their family members because their family members are oftentimes circling, trying to find a spot. Uh, you know, care is being delayed. Equipment, as I mentioned, is in some cases being damaged. It, it's just kind of a huge mess. That's too bad. What's the prognosis? How do things look out there? When will there be resolution? <laughs> So hopefully soon. I'm I'm told, I'm assured that ultimately construction will be done by the end of the year. So we're talking, you know, just a couple of weeks and that things should be open 100% by January. Who gave you those assurances? The medical center director, Shella right. Stovall. So she she is optimistic. I was telling her I would not be if I <laughs> if I was in your position, uh, but she really thinks that that everything is is going to be good to go this time around. Thank you so much. We were just joined by Brittany Glass, a KSL investigative reporter. She let us know all about a parking garage, uh, and we are grateful for her joining us and certainly for her work. Uh, in the next segment, uh, we're going to let her hair down a little bit. Earlier in the day, I told you that this program uh, today, episode 8 of Live Mike, was going to be a little loosey-goosey. It was going to be a little more fun than uh, maybe some of the serious topics we've been covering over this past week. And here's what we're doing next. Uh, You may have heard uh, of this. You may have seen this headline if you are uh, a subscriber to the Alexa uh, product or if in uh, your technological ecosystem, which runs your smart home, if you use uh, Alexa, you may already know about this. But it is reported that uh, Alexa 
now has the ability, and this is how far uh, technology has advanced, that Alexa now has the ability to disrupt arguments taking place around the holiday table. When you get together with your in-laws and you start arguing about how uh, wonderful or terrible Donald Trump is, and when you start arguing about uh, this faith or that faith or how the economy is doing great or how it's not doing so well, when you are debating religion and politics, which you know, you should know better. You should know better than to debate that at the, at the holiday table. Well, if you find yourself uh, backed up against it and tensions are running high, Alexa has so generously and wisely... Uh, come up with a solution. Uh, and we're going to give it a shot next up. Amy, uh, producer Amy is going to join me here in studio. Uh, Alexa claims to be able to, uh, to diffuse, uh, high tensions, offer suggestions on new topics of conversation. Uh, we're going to explore some of those suggestions next here on Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.